And we are back. And we just finished watching 2022's The Lost City, rated PG-13 with a runtime of one hour and 52 minutes. This was directed by Adam and Aaron Nee, with writing credits to Oren Uziel, Dana Fox, and Adam Nee. We saw this on Epics On Demand. Yeah. But it's, it's on... It's currently playing on Epics. It's currently playing on Epics. I think it's still in the theater, but it's also in other platforms. I think it's at Paramount Plus or whatever. Was this, it ever in the theater? I think it's still in the theater. I thought this was I just, think this just... Didn't this just come out like a month or so ago? I thought it was a direct release to streaming. I don't think so. I could be wrong. According to Google, yeah, I think it's still in theaters. All right. It, it came out March 25th. All right. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's on Sling TV with a premium subscription, Amazon Prime premium... Paramount Plus, just a regular subscription, or Philo premium subscription, or to rent on YouTube for 20 bucks. Or you can watch it on Epics. Or you can watch it on Epics. Epics. It's currently on Epics, on demand. This is the story of, what the hell was her name? Loretta? Loretta something or other. Sage, right? Played by the always fun to watch Sandra Bullock, who is a romance novelist who is forced out of her, I guess, self-imposed exile after the death five years prior of her husband, her book publisher, Beth, who is also a friend and is played by the lovely Divine Joy Randolph, I guess forces her to get on this book tour and, and rejoin life. Along the way, she is, well, she's a romance novelist who has created a character named Dash, who's modeled by a young man named Alan, played by Channing Tatum, and they're at this book tour, and things go horribly, horribly wrong. (laughs) And then Loretta finds herself kidnapped by Abigail Fairfax, played by the always lovely and talented Daniel Radcliffe, who is trying to get his hands on, what was it called? The Red... Crown of Fire, I think Crown it was called. Crown of Fire, yes. Yes, this is very reminiscent of like romancing the stone type. You yeah. have this couple that has a lot of banter in the beginning, although it seemed pretty clear that Alan liked Loretta from the y- start. Yeah. Yeah, all, I mean, well, in the beginning, you, you just view him as like this this man sort candy. of like, yeah, man candy airhead guy who's like when he comes out, he's, he's he comes out on stage to the final countdown and he starts doing like Elvis style karate moves on stage and he's got this long, the, the blousey white shirt buttoned down, buttoned up to his belly button, blonde hair. He's, he's basically Fabio. Yeah. Although I doubt young people know who the hell Fabio is anymore. <laughs> but, but Alan has been her cover model for the last 20 books, so... 20 books? 20 books. 20 books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the fan base is pretty rabid, which is pretty hilarious. All the women want is for Alan to take his shirt off. Yeah. That's it. They just objectify <laughs> and then, this And the thing man. I found funny is it's like a book tour, and they surprise uh, Loretta by having Alan show up, and... She's uncomfortable to begin with because she doesn't really like dealing with people. Mm-hmm. And so they, they're adding Alan to like add a little sizzle to the proceedings. And it is just very yeah, it's, wild it's just, to it's, watch. It's just all about <laughs> Alan. Like, yeah. like for, first of all, she, she sort of like writes these novels begrudgingly. Yeah. 
Because she's more interested in the archaeology and, and right, the, the cultures and the ancient history. And she, she said that she tried to get books like that written, but nobody gives a crap. So she just threw a whole bunch of sex in them, and suddenly they're like best-selling romance novels. Right, right, right. And it was funny when they're on, we're on the stage and like the host is like, he's like, oh, so how, we're all excited about this book. I read it and it's great. And Alan actually says, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. Like he had anything to do with it other than take a picture for the cover of the book. But I mean, even, even though he does come off that way in the beginning, you find out that he really does have genuine feelings for Loretta. Yes. And he wants, he sees she's in trouble and he wants to to rescue her and, and be he, the one that and, says and he wants to be yeah <laughs> you're Shh. safe now you're safe now <laughs> my okay i'm just gonna jump ahead my favorite line in this film my favorite favorite line in this film is why are you so handsome <laughs> my father was a weatherman <laughs> that is <laughs> very good writing I thought it was okay. I, I, I got to be You know honest. what? For the stuff that we've been watching lately, I think as far as romantic comedies go, this is definitely a romantic comedy with like a little bit of adventure. I mean, this all, I mean, follow to a T, the romancing the stone uh, model. Yeah. Which, which really hasn't been, you know, Aped you don't, as much. You, you don't get a lot no. in, in that sort of, you know, genre. And, and that that's probably a good thing because. I mean, it's a romance novelist going on a swashbuckling adventure sure. with a person who's like a hero in a romance novel. Yeah. And although Alan isn't a hero from like the real life, Alan is not the romance hero. Right. Jack Trainer was. Jack but... Trainer was played by Brad Pitt. Uh, but that's he's not really the he's not the guy who saves the day at the end of the story. Well, right. I should maybe I shouldn't say that as spoilers, but you know. It, it's uh, it's it sort of like jumps it, it jumps out of that convention, right? But ultimately, he becomes the thing that she needs. I really like. There was two scenes where he basically kind of like calms her. And it's just like I need you to take a deep breath. Yeah. Do you smell that? Do you smell that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think that. Yes, she was still... I mean, a lot of the film harkened back to her whole... The loss of her husband. The the treasure also mirrors that particular story. Yeah. Which is devastating. I mean, I'm watching it and I was like, I never want to be in that position. So I can imagine what that feels like and and that feels organic that you would just close yourself off to people to experiences that you just don't even leave the house and it's yeah, not like and, she had children to I, kind of not pass the time but to occupy her time yeah and to to the film's credit i mean this is a comedy so they don't really dwell too much on it it's it's you know the facts right but, but it is, is an undercurrent a, in throughout it, it, the film it is it is something sadness. it is a bit of undercurrent it's 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 definitely a part of her whole character arc but it's not the film can't it let doesn't itself define it. can't no. let itself be bogged down on, on such something so dour i mean right well it, you it also is, it is have a, it is a comedy yes but you also have the time lapse right it's been five years since the death of her husband and not that she would ever truly maybe forget him but 
it's almost like I'm we're gonna spoil this obviously but towards the end when she gets rid of her wedding ring that she's been wearing yeah it's almost like she's saying, giving her saying goodbye goodbye and giving herself permission to like live again because well now, i mean and plus that was like a perfect place, place to, do to do it, it considering right. that that was their dream this right. whole thing this she's basically living their dream yeah. it's he can't be there with her but she's paying she's she's honoring him through at the end there she, you know right. he, he's not forgotten right right I thought the writing was decent. I think in in relation to other things that we've seen recently. I feel like they were trying to make it a little bit like Paul Feigish, like his, kind of. his sort of his sort Style. of like comedy and, and writing, but yeah. it, it just wasn't up to that level. No, but I think that these guys, I mean, I don't know who they are. I'm assuming they're like first time or really new filmmakers. I've never heard of them, but I think they're going in the right direction i mean i think for what this film is again romantic comedy with a little bit of of action adventure i thought it ticked all the boxes the leads were great they had good chemistry that sometimes can like kill a film but both leads had great chemistry and even like the supporting characters brad pitt does like a really great performance here and he's not on the screen very much no, he's he yeah he's but he he's, knocks he's, it he's out of the park. In what he does, he knocks it out of the park. Oscar knocks it out of the park. Her friend Beth, the publisher, knocks it out of the park. And let's not forget Daniel Radcliffe, who's sort of the villain here, twirling his mustache, very exaggerated, very stereotypical, right? In in the sense of like that kind of villain. Here's a guy who first world problems. I mean, he's the heir of some billionaire media family right so yeah. but he needs to prove himself so he's almost like a child in this quest right i need this i need this why why do you need this right and then when he finally gets to where he is supposed to go it didn't pan out for him so he's yeah. like a baby with a spanked ass right so now he's just po'd and he's gonna literally put these two human beings in this thing to to die yeah I mean, I thought I, I thought everything in this was was just okay. I, I'm not I'm not going to say this was a bad movie. I'm just saying this really wasn't wasn't my favorite. There were some chuckles, mm-hmm. but the comedy really didn't hit that hard for me. I never laughed okay. out loud. I never was like, oh my god, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Right, right. I really do feel like they were trying to go for like a Paul Feig thing with some of the, cause sure. some of the sure. some of the the humor seemed like improvisational maybe mm-hmm. where they would just like try and say lines that try and like say oh say something funny about the situation and that that it felt like that a bit to me in, in certain scenes like with the leeches and, and things like that okay i could see i think that's great like that's a really great pickup i think paul feig yeah absolutely i think i completely 100 percent agree with you because a lot of it was supposed to be sort of like that naughty humor too that, that was like another was thing that like, I like stop short because yeah, we want to get a PG thirteen to get a wider wa- that, net audience. That, that was another thing about it. I, I feel like they they took steps in certain directions, but they were afraid to to go to there to go full yeah to go to go fully into it. And then there were like certain aspects where you're just like trainers, and that, that was a bit weird, a, yeah. a bit jarring. And then then there's like the step back on that. Yeah, and it's just sort of like. Hmm. Okay, there. I don't know what what was happening there, but it was sort of like a 
Not mm-hmm. necessary, for sure. Not necessary, but also like we're afraid to go there. Mm. We're afraid to go there, or we're being purposely held back, and we like we want that PG thirteen rating. Or, or it could be if this does well enough, and we get a sequel, we can bring back. Yeah, there's that. I I just feel like it. It felt like they were playing it a bit too safe. Yes. With this sort of agreed, thing. agreed. But still, I mean, I thought entertaining. It wasn't. It wasn't spy. Oh my god! No, no, like, like that. That is probably his best, the best thing he's ever done. Yeah, full fig. Yeah, and that is just that's a classic. That's just brilliant. Jesus. Yeah, and, and the heat is great too. Heat. I like Girl Ghostbuster. God damn it! I like I hate I like, America I like, for not I like, getting I like on board with that. Ghostbusters version too. Well, we're not talking about his movies right now. <laughs> what are we doing? But but we're I, talking I mean, about in this, you, I, I feel like there was a bit of. Let's go in that direction, and maybe they wanted to, and maybe they were held back, or maybe they were, maybe they just didn't have the skill to pull that off. I don't know. It just felt like, to me, it it felt like there was like a half step in this movie that that wasn't being taken, and I don't know. It, it felt a little, it 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 fell a little short for me. Uh, I'm not saying it was bad. Everybody did a great job. I don't, as far as the chemistry between the two leads, I thought it was okay. I didn't really think it was like that amazing. Well, no, not amazing, but you know, it was decent. Like, like I, I, like we, we also watched the proposal, and, and the chemistry there I felt was 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 better. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't like Ghost Rider, oh, Ava Mendes, Nick Cage chemistry, which was just or Natalie Portman, agony. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Oh. I mean that I that was that wasn't even their fault. That was just George Lucas. Still, what's emotion? <laughs> still, it's still, like, come on. that was painful to watch. Was, those yeah. two. Sometimes you watch. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you watch two a- actors trying to convey love, and it's just like it ain't working. Yeah. You clearly there's something wrong here. <laughs> and like, and the funny thing is, like sometimes I like actors and actresses or they don't get along and like they still can convey good chemistry apparently in the notebook ryan gosling and rachel mcadams didn't get along which is amazing because you couldn't tell and then they started dating go figure well i mean like that i mean uh deborah winger I, i'm not even talking Gere. about like romantic chemistry but like just working with each other and seeing and seeing like the characters develop respect like Mad Max Fury Road. Apparently, <laughs> yes. Theron and and Hardy despised each, each other. other. Yeah, and they looked. They were great together. Yeah, they yeah. were absolutely great together. That's that's the mark of two good actors, actors. putting that chemistry together. And I'm not. I'm not saying Bullock and and uh, uh, Tatum. Channing, Channing Tatum. I'm not saying that they're bad actors. I'm just saying that I don't know. There was just I could I could see. I could see like them being their, friends. I just I I don't know. It, it, their chemistry was better than Rob Pattinson and Kristen Stewart in those Twilight movies. Probably. I. I'm. <laughs> How many not, times I'm have the, we seen that second part ending? That we've seen the ending. The but I mean I don't think they even interact in that scene. In that it's it's the, and the only reason why to, seriously the only reason why you watch that fra- that fragment of that movie is for. Uh, Michael, Sheen, Michael Sheen, who is just who is just brilliant. Yeah. I love Michael Sheen. He is committed in, to in that, that role. Yeah, in those Twilight <laughs> movies, 
His whole little gang, well, well, him and that guy who's like, he's, when he gets killed, he's like, oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that old guy. <laughs> like, it's so terrible. Oh, my God. Those yeah. films are such garbage. And, and yet. And yet, every time that, that snowbound scene is on. We stop battle, and watch it. I stop and watch it because it's, it's just so such, over the top. It's so stupid. And yeah. like Michael Sheen with his face, he's like, eee. <laughs> His eyes are bugged down. He's got that goofy smile and that stupid haircut. And he's like dressed like he's leading a marching band. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know. That's how vampires You know what? We could say all we want. Those damn movies generated way too much money. Oh, my God. So much. So much. Anyway, we're off on another tangent. (laughs) What's your number? There's really not a whole lot to analyze in this movie. So... Right, fair enough but okay so just out of curiosity what are your notes what would have made this better uh just really not being afraid to go all in on the kind of naughty comedy i mean okay yeah you just higher just say screw it all right we're good we're gonna get an r rating for the yeah. language yeah uh, for the risque humor i mean you could see they were trying to go for it yeah and like the scene where he was like he pulls his pants down and yeah. like I don't even know what the hell she said about his junk. It was like, oh yeah, she kept going she on, which some, was weird. She had yeah. some weird, like little speech, speech with like a lot of five dollar words, and and <laughs> I'm like, is that supposed to be funny? Funny, yeah, uh, yeah, that was kind of misplaced. Yeah, you could have, I guess, better. Had, you could have a ton of fun, fun with that, with especially that. with them improvising and just saying the dirtiest things, things they could possibly think yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, they should have gone more. They they could have gone just full bore into the yeah. into the comedy. I'm guessing they didn't want an R rating. Yeah. Although yeah. PG thirteen, it's like who's going to see a Sandra Bullock Channing Tatum movie? Probably older audiences. So you should have just gone for the R. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, Channing Tatum. I, I, th- I guess sort of young, but he's still a different demographic. Yeah, seriously, all the all the girls that were like swooning over freaking Channing Tatum are in their freaking thirties now, or forties, or forties, or fifties, yeah, yeah. It's it's not like he's the 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 new. He's not Timothy Chalamet, right? Yeah, he's, he's a he, completely different generation. You'll probably fit like three Timothy Chalamets inside of Channing Tatum's <laughs> body. Oh my god! That guy needs a sandwich. Timothy, if you're out there, you're always you have an open invitation yeah, to dinner. Just We'll fatten you up. Eat nothing but peanut butter for like a month. <laughs> so okay. better, a little tighter on the script. I, I thought the story itself was interesting and fun. I loved the cartoon villainous of Harry Potter. He he was entertaining. He's like, I, always I, I, so I, good. Yeah, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, Has just he's, really he's, amazing. He's, he's yeah. really good, fun to watch. And he's the thing that's funny is, uh, he probably never has to work another day in his life. No. I mean, he... He just he, does stuff because he, he wants yeah, to. Seriously, he could do yeah. nothing, and his face would still be plastered on a ton of stuff. Yeah. And so he's he's free to just do just all sorts of random projects. Yeah. Like he's, he's done that action movie. He's done... Guns know, of Cambo, gun, which we just yeah. saw. Yeah. Uh, comedy, whatever. And yeah. And he's... He... he, he generally does a good job job he's, yeah he's, yeah, he's a, convincing he's, a he's entertaining interesting little actor to watch in this he was good he yeah. played like this he wasn't over the i wouldn't say he was over the top he was just a rich a rich guy with a chip on his shoulder 
about fact that his little brother surpassed him yeah. and was trying to do this this other thing. And I loved his <laughs> I don't remember the line, but I loved his like sort of defense of his name. Oh, yes. It's, <laughs> it's like gender neutral. It's gender, I'm like it's gender Abigail neutral, like is Leslie. not gender neutral. That's a girl's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a couple of Abigails there. Yeah, I'm sure. Right crazy now, Brits furiously typing in the comment section <laughs> so number from one to ten what would you give it i'd give this a five this is just average to me five i thought it was a little bit better than average i thought i thought i mean it wasn't uh, who's had good chemistry it wasn't like mark ruffalo and, and jennifer garner and uh 13 going on 30 yeah and that was super sweet they didn't need to go for the any sort of R rating. That was like a PG-13 romantic comedy. Yeah. But the writing was stronger. But the writing, was, the writing yeah. was stronger. The Yeah. That, I think they handled that subject matter better. This one, I feel like they could have handled the subject matter better. This Her loss and her trying... Basically, the, the, the publicist trying to get her out there and, and whatnot. And you you could have left the goofy stuff to the... the what was that? What, what was Beth, her title? The, the internet... Oh, publicist. What yeah, what was her name? Just hashtag Sean Mendes on everything. On everything, which was <laughs> hilarious. Oh my god, what does that even mean? I I'm so old. I don't even know what a Sean Mendes is. But please don't explain it to me. Um, what was her name? Her name was Beth. Was it Allison? Allison. Okay. Allison. So yeah, I mean, you could have left the goofy stuff to her, or even Beth. Yeah, the publicist or the publisher whatever i think i, I, I mean I just, obviously I, I, just, I think i mean i haven't seen it in a while maybe we should watch it with the kids romancing the stone i remember i loved a lot i thought that was a really good movie but i, I remember liking it but i honestly i, I, I don't remember yeah but i'm sure I, I if i saw it i think i would still like it more than this mm -hmm. yeah i'm going to give this film i think it's a little bit better than average if you're looking for some new entertainment I think this checks all the boxes, something light, something PG-13 that's not going to offend anyone. There is, I, I want to say those were CG'd buttocks. It looked weird the way it was, that that came out, that scene. What, Channing Tatum's ass? Yeah, was that really his ass? I don't think so. I don't think it was CG. I, I, I mean, I, I don't it, it know. It could have been a stunt ass. <laughs> stunt ass. I love I, it. I don't think they're gonna bust out the computers to generate I don't an know. ass. I don't know how what he what's on his docket as far as like maybe, maybe, nudity. Maybe the leeches were fake. I'm sure that was fake. But it just the way that was filmed looked fake, so that's why I assumed it wasn't his derriere on the screen. So. I don't know. But I, I'm just saying, I, I, if anybody's sensitive to <laughs> buttocks. I didn't really analyze his ass too too deeply, so uh, it looked it looked real to me. There wasn't any cursing in this, was there? I don't think so. I don't remember. I don't remember an F word yeah, well, or anything like that. I, yeah, I think it's pretty clean as far as the script goes. What else? There's, I guess, to follow IMDb's leads, there's moments of peril, but it's not anything. Gr well, there's that scene with Jack Trainer, but it's it happens so quickly that. Yeah, that I mean, that was that was part of the like the whole thing of me like saying I didn't know where they were going with certain things because up until that point, 
any injuries or, or I guess killings were off screen or whatever. They were they were bloodless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then suddenly you have this like genuinely gory bit, and I'm like, oh, they're going this way, and then it's like, no, that was it. Yeah, yeah. And it was just sort of like that doesn't fit the rest of this movie. Right, right. So yeah, there was like some tonal shifting disparities. That was, that yeah. was you know, I don't know. I still would recommend this. I, again, I feel like if you haven't seen it and you're in the mood for something light, popcorny, quick, to give it a shot. Yeah. I'm going to give it on a scale of one to ten. I would give it a six and a half. I think. Okay. I agree with you. I think the script could have been a little bit better. They could have gone a little bit more blue. I don't think it would have hurt anybody, but I guess they were really trying hard to maintain that PG-13. Yeah. Although. Yeah, I mean, I mean, my where, kids where, couldn't have given a crap about this movie. I think they came in and out during different yeah, parts I, of it, but yeah, they weren't really. I, I don't think teenagers are gonna go or like yeah. clamoring to see this. Yeah, it's no. not like as though I don't know if any of them are really a draw for like really young people. Like I said, maybe it's, it's Daniel Radcliffe, people who's in, the youngest people of in the group? their people in their thirties and stuff. Then even he's older, right? He's got to be in his thirties now. Yeah, I mean, all the people who watch Harry Potter, we everybody, everybody's like, oh, dirty the goddamn millennials, thinking like they're like teenagers. They're yeah. like almost forty, 40 now. now. It's yeah. it's they're grown ups. They're yeah. adults. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're aging out of the demographic rapidly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I get, I, I'm sticking with a five. All right, I'm I'm gonna give it a six and a half. I would recommend it. Would you recommend it if somebody said to you, "Should I watch if, this?" If if you like light romantic comedies with a bit of adventure, yeah, and very clean. This this might be for you. Yes, and plus it's very clean. If it, it appeals to you, you get to see Channing Tatum's but May or may not be CG. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. Got the ILM, or it may or may not be Channing Tatum's <laughs> but sort of like the lost Leonardo. Oh uh, yeah. It could have been reconstructed by it. It's like some <laughs> some old lady. She's like eighty percent of that butt was re restored <laughs> by that woman. So anyway, God, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was so nuts in it. Yeah. All right, all right, we'll wrap it up. Uh, that is it from us, and we will bid you all a good night. Good night. <laughs>